0: Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thank you for joining us for the Advocacy and Impact podcast. This podcast, hosted by ASHP's Government Relations Division, provides an update on what ASHP is currently involved in on the Hill at the state level, upcoming advocacy opportunities, PAC fundraisers, and strategies in increasing member involvement with their representatives. My name is Nick Gentile, and I'm the Director of the Political Action Committee and Grassroots Engagement at ASHP. And I will be your host today for ASHP's Advocacy and Impact Podcast. With me today is Tom Krause, the Vice President of Government Relations at ASHP. Thanks for joining me today, Tom. Let's get started uh, talking about today's topic, ASHP statement on pharmacist payment for COVID-19 oral antivirals. So ASHP and five other organizations have released a statement on pharmacist payment for COVID-19 oral antivirals. What was the impetus for this statement? Thanks, Nick. Um, So as many of our listeners will remember, uh, the federal government
1: took a really unprecedented step earlier this year. And Used its emergency authority to authorize pharmacists in all 50 states to order and administer COVID-19 therapeutics. That was a really forward-looking step that the federal government took to make sure that patients would have access to those, those therapeutics for COVID-19. And that, that applies to both monoclonal antibodies as well as oral antivirals. The problem is that CMS, at least with regard to the oral antivirals, has not figured out a way to ensure coverage of those services for Medicare beneficiaries. And we're really concerned that that is going to undermine access to these new oral antivirals for Medicare beneficiaries once those products are authorized by FDA. And and it's possible that by the time our listeners are are hearing this, um, FDA may in fact have acted. So we need to get this Medicare issue resolved as quickly as possible, so patients have access.
0: So how will CMS, CMS's planned approach to reimbursement undermine distribution of oral antivirals for COVID-19, Tom? Yeah, there are, there are two things that need to happen for patients to have access to these oral antivirals.
1: First, uh, clinical evaluation needs to be done by a healthcare provider right? That might include ordering tests, evaluating the patient's symptoms, understanding their medical history, assessing their risk factors. And that's going to be typically done by a physician, a nurse practitioner, or a pharmacist, uh, as has been authorized under the PrEP Act. And then the second thing that needs to happen is that a pharmacist will fill that prescription and dispense the drug to the patient. And the problem with what CMS has done is they have not provided a a coverage mechanism for Medicare beneficiaries for that first step in the process, the clinical evaluation. And then for the second step in the process, the dispensing of the product, they said that that payment for that service is optional. So if the first service clinical evaluation of the patient to make sure that they are a good candidate uh, for oral antivirals, that's not paid for. And the second service, dispensing of the product is optional for for Medicare Part D plans. Those two two barriers to payment and coverage for Medicare beneficiaries just are really going to undermine access to these uh, therapeutics. And we're we're very concerned that CMS seems to be, honestly, they seem to be not following through on the intent of HHS's action to authorize pharmacists to, to, to order these drugs. Um, and we think that is just that is just a fundamental disconnect between um, what seemed to be a very clear signal from the administration that they wanted pharmacists to be a provider of care and a source of access to therapeutics for patients in the midst of a, of a nationwide healthcare emergency um, it's it just completely inconsistent with uh, CMS deciding that they they don't appear to be planning to cover these services for Medicare beneficiaries.
0: Is there a way that CMS can require payment for pharmacist services related to ordering of COVID-19 oral antivirals?
1: Yeah, there is. We think there are actually several mechanisms that CMS could use to ensure that patients have access to these uh, these services. You know, in particular, uh, there is a an emergency authority that CMS can use. Uh, it, it's called an 1135 waiver, and basically, what it is, it's a it, it's an emergency provision that CMS can use to ensure that Medicare beneficiaries have access to services, and it can waive uh, elements of the Social Security Act, which is what governs the Medicare program. And one of the things that it could do using that waiver is. Authorize pharmacists to be uh, reimbursed for the, the services that they provide to Medicare beneficiaries. Uh, this is a, a provision that Congress specifically gave CMS so that it could ensure that in the context of an emergency, Medicare beneficiaries would not face challenges in accessing care. In accessing care. And, and frankly, this seems like exactly the kind of situation. In which that emergency authority should be used. There are also some some other options that that CMS could use. You know, they've they've kind of identified workarounds uh, for COVID testing um, and vaccination, and, and and we'd certainly be open to finding other solutions. But fundamentally, it, it's just important that Medicare beneficiaries have access to the services that were authorized under the Prep Act, and and we think Congress has given has given Medicare the emergency authority to act if it wanted to. And it it seems to be just not, not taking the necessary steps. And that's, uh, that's just unacceptable. And so this is one of our um, top advocacy priorities right now. And and certainly um, we've been very active with the other pharmacy organizations really across the board in making sure that um, the administration understands that this, this gap in Medicare coverage is going to jeopardize patient access to these, these therapeutics.
0: Finally, the million dollar question, Tom, what can ASHP members do to help with this advocacy effort? Yeah, this is another opportunity for us to reach out to
1: members of Congress. Uh, it's, an, it's an opportunity for, for ASHP members to uh, ask questions uh, within their organizations, you know ask questions about how are we going to make sure that uh, we are able to provide these services that pharmacists are authorized to provide is there a game plan for uh, providing services and, and and what are we going to do if Medicare ultimately does not cover these services? I think just having that conversation will, will, will force some attention on this issue. And I think attention is what's going to solve this. I mean, if we can get more people talking about this challenge, I think the, I think the answer is pretty straightforward, right? I don't, I don't, Ultimately, I think it's that controversial to say that the government should ensure that Medicare beneficiaries have access to the services that it's authorized pharmacists to provide. Um, so I think the more we can encourage conversations of this within uh, healthcare organizations, the more that we can let Congress know, uh, the better. I think, I think the more sunlight we get on this issue, the more likely it is for, for CMS to kind of step up and recognize that it has to act to solve this excess challenge for its beneficiaries.
0: That's all the time we have today. And I want to thank Tom Krause for joining me today to discuss ASHP's statement on pharmacist payment for COVID 19 oral antivirals. Be sure that your voice is heard. Visit ASHP.org to learn more about key issues, grassroots efforts, and ways that you can get involved in ASHP's advocacy efforts. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare.